I'm Robbie. I'm one of the pastors here. Usually I'm the tall, skinny guy up there playing away at the guitar. Uh, but this morning I get the privilege uh, to open the word and to go together and look at some scripture. Barrett and Michelle have been out of town for the past week. So thank you for giving them a uh, brief vacation and much needed vacation. Uh, they'll be back tomorrow, but uh, it's my joy to be able to, to serve y'all this way uh, today and to just see what the Lord says together. Um, so I'm really excited. We're going to deviate a little bit from Rethink 10, which is the series that we've been in the past few weeks. And uh, it's been good, right? The Ten Commandments, it's been good for me. I feel like God has kind of awakened again as we were studying and preparing for it. Uh, and then since we've been in the series, he's kind of awakened a, a re, or re-energized a love and a passion for his commandments. Things that often seem hard or abrasive uh, now are help us realize through the lens of Jesus, there's so much joy in living and serving and understanding what the Lord desires for us. So it's been an awesome, awesome series. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it this morning. We're actually going to come back to what Barrett uh, spoke about last Last week. So does anybody remember what Barrett uh, spoke on last week? Anybody? The sat- so this is like group participation. So I'm not like a preacher. I'm like, just going to, we're going to do this together. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Barrett, Barrett preached on the Sabbath. Does anybody remember the things that he kind of highlighted uh, about the Sabbath, what God's desire is for us as we relate to the Sabbath and keeping it holy? What? I heard it. Rest in what? And refocus, rest and refocus around what on the Sabbath? Does anybody remember? God's, it was two things, rest and refocus on God's creation and his redemption. Awesome, awesome. Did that kind of spark maybe a little bit of conversation in your household or even just like self-talk this week as you were thinking through uh, what does it mean for me to be somebody who keeps that Sabbath holy? What does it mean for me to take time to rest and refocus once a week on God's creation and on God's redemption. I hope you've been working through that a little bit. Let's, let's go back and read uh, that passage again uh, about the Sabbath in Exodus 20, uh, starting in verses 8 through 11. Uh, we're going to read that really briefly and then just kind of talk about this idea a little bit more. So, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do it all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any of your work. Uh, You shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he made it holy. I hope you've been processing through a little bit uh, coming out of last week about what does it mean to keep the Sabbath day holy. So rest, I feel like a lot of us get that. Maybe some of us do. If you're a workaholic, maybe, you know, I struggle with that. Resting period is a struggle for me. Uh, but, but learning how to really rest for the purpose of focusing on uh, the redemption and the creation of the Lord. I hope you're wrestling with that a little bit, maybe unpacking that some in your own heart. Uh, but at the same time, taking that refocused time 
well, what does that mean? What does it mean to take refocused time? Does anybody ever struggle with uh, filling up all of their time with noise? Uh, I, I find myself doing that. I was talking to somebody the other day about it. Um, I've kind of, I, I love podcasts. I love esoteric knowledge and just kind of like, boo, 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 boo. I want to know about everything from how to be a plumber to how to be a nuclear scientist and everything in between, world economics, whatever. Uh, I just think it's fascinating to take in a lot of information. But a lot of times what I find is, especially in our culture today with phones, with Netflix, with all those things, we're taking in a variety of information from a lot of different sources that don't really allow us to focus on anything. So I think that word is really important for us as we think about refocusing our heart and our life's attention on the creation and the redemption of our God. I hope that the, the kind of the, the connection that I want to begin to make there is, uh, is Sundays matter. So I kind of, I titled this sermon, it's, a, it's around the idea of Sunday volunteers matter, Sundays matter, if you want to remember that. Sundays matter, the Sabbath, it really does matter. We talked about it last week, but what does that mean for us as we take time not only to rest, but to refocus our hearts on Jesus, on God's creation and his redemption. So the Sabbath really matters. Sundays for us in our culture really matters. They, they fill that time for refocusing. Does anybody ever feel like they walk in uh, to this place on Sunday morning and maybe you are a glut of information or emotion and you're just like, God, I just need you to help me just pause for a minute in this crazy week. Maybe I've had a lot of uh, trouble at work. Maybe I've had a lot of relationship stress in my life this week. And I really need to, to rest this morning as I walk into worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I need space to help, help my mind just kind of recover some of what it feels like to be myself in a healthy way. Does anybody ever feel like that when you come in on Sunday mornings? Maybe I'm alone there. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm alone. I think that's a common experience that I hear a lot about. I know it's a common experience that I experience as I lead worship or as I prepare with the team uh, for Sunday mornings. I'll come in, I'll have a thousand things in my head. And really what I'm needing to experience on Sundays when I walk into this room and gather together with you, it's not just about me walking into this room, but as we do this thing together, I really need a moment of refocusing my heart's priorities on the creation, on the redemption of our Lord. I want to talk about it in our context a little bit more, thinking about Sunday. So Sabbath, we get that, that it matters. Like we get that we're supposed to rest. We understand the importance of refocusing, but why do we do this thing? Why, why this? Like I, most of us, maybe a lot of us are from the South. Nod your head if you're from the South. Say, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Yeah. So a lot of us are from the South. So culturally, going to church on Sundays is just something that maybe you grew up around or is an expectation of your parents growing up, different things like that. But it's really important for us to evaluate what is the, the purpose that this thing fulfills in our life and what is it that God is calling us to as he calls us into worship together in a corporate setting, because I've heard over and over again, you have, I've said it, I can just, you know, do my own worship thing kind of over here. So what is it, what is it about gathering together on Sundays and experiencing why Sundays matter? Uh, that's such a big deal in our lives. So I want to look really quick at Acts. Uh, we're going to look at, or let me skip that. Let me pause really quick. Actually, we're going to come back to that. I just want to jump to this thing really quick. This will be a fun activity. Who knows? Let's oh, cover that up really quick. Now, who knows what our ICC worship purpose is. Does anybody know what it is or could just spout it off? So our church, if you don't know this, our church has five different purposes. We have 
that, and this is why we exist, this is why we walk in life together. This, these are the things that we believe Jesus has uniquely called us together uh, to do as the local church. One of those things is worship, and then you have small groups is how we articulate it, or discipleship, local ministry, global missions, and leadership. And you probably have heard those things or seen the funny little symbols that represent them around the building or on different things, but I don't know if you know those purposes. Uh, If you don't know them, I really encourage you to jump on our website or you can grab a little packet that's on the back table and take a minute and uh, read through those because they come out of scripture and they give direction to why we do the things that we're called to do. So our purpose of worship. All right, Julie, you can throw it up there now. God's presence. Here we go. God's presence in our lives brings deep satisfaction to our hearts and it overflows in joyful worship and in genuine love towards others. Let's turn, do this. Turn to your neighbor really quick. We're gonna take a minute and practice it because I think it's important that we all kind of understand this since we're all committed to doing this together, what the purpose of worship is that we see in the Bible and is represented in Island Community Church. So let's say it together really quick. God's presence in our lives brings deep satisfaction to our hearts that overflows in joyful worship and in genuine love. Hey, nice, very nice. All right, turn to your neighbor. Now don't look at the screen and try and say it again. All right, that's your work. All right, go ahead. Come on, come on, I'm serious. All right, all right, you got it? Everybody got it? Now, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe we should institute one of those things. If anybody has been back or has kids in our kids' ministry ever, uh, Katie has this awesome chart where you get stars for memorizing things. So I'm just saying, we might institute that across the board. That'd be pretty awesome. Some of you would be well on your way to getting some candy. It was awesome. So, yeah, this is a really important thing because I think it articulates the purpose of meeting together for worship. What is worship? Why do we do it? Why do we come together? Well, God's presence, it all begins with the presence of God in our life. God's presence brings deep satisfaction to your hearts. And I hope that every person here this morning can say like, you know, I I am either seeking or I am in deep relationship with Jesus and he is bringing deep satisfaction to my hearts, but it doesn't just stop with me. It overflows out of my life. So it doesn't just end at a, at a heart that is deeply satisfied in the Lord. It overflows out of us into joyful worship. Well, what is joyful worship? We articulate five different things uh, in our ministry of worship here at ICC. You probably never heard them if you're not in leadership, but I think it's important to know they're available on the website as well. Uh, We pray, we proclaim, we sing, we share, and we give. Those are five biblical practices that you see across the Old Testament and the New Testament. And that's what we're about in worship. So our deep satisfaction in our hearts that God has given to us through his son, Jesus, overflows into those five different practices of worship. And then it also overflows out of us, not just back to the Lord in worship, it overflows out of us into genuine love towards others. And I think, uh, I think it's important for us to always see this as a goal. I do believe that this is something that exists in this church body. And I am so, so thankful to be a member here first and also to be able to be a leader here. 
But I also think it's a really healthy goal to continue to evaluate what it means for our lives. First, to be deeply satisfied in Jesus. Secondly, to be joyful worshipers. And thirdly, to be genuine lovers of others in this community. So now we're going to turn to Acts. So, all right, if you'll jump over to Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. We're going to look really quick. Barrett taught on this uh, passage not long ago. Uh, But we're going to talk briefly about what it meant for the early church to experience deep satisfaction in the presence of God that overflowed into joyful worship and genuine love towards others. And it starts in verse 42, and they devoted themselves. This is right after Pentecost. You see this great harvest of over 3,000 believers come to know Christ after Peter stands up and proclaims the gospel. And then you see this passage coming right after it. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And then all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believe were together and they had all things in common and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing them and their proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. There's uh, three real practical things that I want us to see in this passage that I think speak to how we worship, how we love one another. If you'll go ahead and jump over to the next one, Julie. Worshiping together, this is just a sentence, if you want to write it down this morning, I think this will be really helpful as you begin to evaluate how you participate in worship here on Sunday mornings at Island Community Church. Worshiping together leads us to serve one another. Serving one another leads to kingdom growth. Worshiping together leads us to serve one another. Serving one another leads to kingdom growth. This is the pattern that you see here in this passage again. Worshiping together. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and they had all things in common. They worshiped together. And then it led them to serve one another. In verse 46, And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing their proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they had the gift of hospitality, breaking bread in their homes, they received food with glad and generous hearts. It led them worshiping together, led them to serve together, which led to kingdom growth. In verse 47 there, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I really believe if we want to be a church that experienced deep satisfaction in Jesus, deep satisfaction that overflows into joyful worship and genuine love, we'll want to model our lives after this church, the first church, the early church there in the book of Acts. We'll want to be people who gather together because there's so much value in gathering together. Paul talks about it in Hebrews, the importance of not neglecting meeting together has become the habit of some. And in our culture, honestly, like that, that can become a habit. Uh, people who don't see the importance of gathering together as the body. But what we see here in the book of Acts is God was doing something crazy when they were gathering together, when they were worshiping together, when they were experiencing hospitality 
and, and generousness together. And then out of that, it overflowed into serving one another. So all of a sudden, these people are gathering together to worship. And then, gosh, there's needs that pop up in the church. And they start selling off stuff that they have in order to provide for one another. What an amazing picture of a culture that is, a, is, a, is in, just infatuated, infiltrated with a genuine love and satisfaction in Jesus. And then out of that overflow of service, you see there at the end of the passage, kingdom growth, kingdom growth. I really believe this church will be, continue to be defined, and it, it already is in so many ways, but will continue to be defined as a, as a healthy, exciting, joy-filled church as we worship together, as we serve one another we will see God continue to grow our body, our fellowship, because there's just something different about that. There's something different about gathering together, truly being taught the Bible, and then doing whatever it takes to meet one another's needs. There's something so, so beautiful about that. Really encourage you towards that. Worshiping together leads us to serve one another. Serving one another leads to kingdom growth. So what does that look like here at ICC, practically? Um, I think that's always really important. Um, We have so many avenues of service in our church. Um, I want to talk about kind of serving and ministry, maybe as like two little bit different things. So when I'm talking about serving today, I'm more talking about serving the body. Uh, Ministry is outward focused. Mission goes beyond cultural bounds. So if you use those definitions, I think that'll help frame the conversation because we are about lots of ministry. (laughs) It is amazing the impact that God is doing in our city because of this church. And we are about lots of mission. And God is using this church to reach people from every tribe and tongue and language. And that is amazing. When I'm talking about serving today, I want to give you some practical outlets for serving the body, for fostering greater worship. It's amazing how that there's a cyclical nature to worshiping together, serving one another, expanding body that continues to worship together, that continues to serve one another, that continues to grow. Practically, what does that look like here at ICC? Well, it looks like volunteers. We call them Sunday volunteers. Uh, has anybody, you see a lot of blue shirts around this morning already, which is awesome. So look around you. There's somebody with a blue shirt on. They are volunteering in some capacity this morning. Uh, we have many people sitting in this room that aren't volunteering right now on, on this Sunday morning, but are committed to volunteering other Sundays of the month. Uh, so we are about Sunday volunteers. This is how we decided to call them. Uh, but it's really serving the body on Sundays here at ICC. We have four different areas that we encourage you to be involved and committed to serve in. One is hospitality. This church is incredibly hospitable. Uh, if I remember being brand new to this church when it was 25 people over on Mud Island. A couple of us in that section remember it. Um, 25 people sitting, sitting in a small room on Mud Island and walking in and feeling genuinely loved and cared for by the people who are in that room, being greeted and looked in the eye and being helped to feel like I matter. Sunday volunteers here at ICC, they really matter. Hospitality volunteers really matter because they're people who lead off the first touch. As people walk into this church, they're the first people to shake a hand, to say hi, to help set the tone for a church that is a welcoming, open community to all people coming in. 
Sunday volunteers also, they help to prep our building. They do silly things that feels like, like getting trash out of the parking lot, which may save your tires on your car. They help us make sure there's toilet paper in the bathrooms, which all of us appreciate that. They help do things like prep coffee for hundreds of people on Sunday morning so that when you come in, you can have a cup of coffee. You can spend time talking with your friends. You can enjoy a welcoming and loving and open community. Hospitality volunteers are crucial to what we do. I don't even know if you knew that we had hospitality volunteers. Uh, You might've met somebody with a blue shirt on before. I hope that they were the first touch and the first welcoming spirit that invited you into the community of God that exists here at ICC. We also have media volunteers. This is something that uh, a lot of people don't even think about, or maybe it seems like outside of their realm or scope. But I'm telling you, all of these different volunteer groups really help promote a spirit of worship that exists in this church. And media volunteers in particular are amazing. It's something we take for granted, being able to have words on the screen so that we can sing out the praises of our great God together. That is invaluable. People to run slides so we can have Bible teaching and notes on the screen so that we can learn. We are a church that preaches and teaches God's word. And how awesome is it that we can actually walk into a Sunday morning and we can grow together from the teaching that is shown on the screens and the slides. We do things like have people that are running the soundboard in the back that are helping the band not to sound mumbled and jumbled, but to have people use their gifts to be able to effectively lead us to the throne of God every Sunday. And we have really cool, this might not even be something that you think about with media volunteers. Uh, media volunteers actually really push forward that kingdom expansion with the reality. They, we, we do a podcast. I don't know if you, have you listened to the podcast before on Sundays? We do a podcast and shoot it out. It's awesome. It's great for us as a church gathered uh, when you might be out for a particular Sunday, but it's incredibly, uh, it's in- incredibly important to so many of our mission partners around the globe. I talked to Kristen Hurtler. If you know her, she's our ICC missionary. She's serving at a hospital uh, in one of the most uh, oppressive parts of the world. And uh, she was talking to me this week and was just talking about how she had been keeping up with the sermon series and how God had been speaking to her and allowing her to feel connected to her church family because of something as simple as a podcast. Our media volunteers make that happen. We have students at the seminary in Serbia that we get to go and we serve at uh, that are consistently podcasting Barrett sermons that are keeping up with it and are then going around and teaching those sermons in their own churches. It's amazing how much our media volunteers really matter. Hospitality volunteers matter. Media volunteers matter. Prayer volunteers matter. This is probably the most little-known volunteer area that we have here at ICC and way to serve the body on Sunday mornings. Our prayer volunteers, you you might not even know this, that people, probably some people sitting in this room, have prayed for you this week and this morning for an hour, they got here early, to intercede for you for when you would walk in, that God would break down the barriers in your heart, in your mind, in your life, and that you would be able to receive from the Holy Spirit this morning. That is an amazing thing. Our prayer volunteers bathe our, our worship team and our pastoral leadership in prayer every week. They're interceding for just praying against evil coming into this room. They're praying protection over our kids and that they would grow in the things of the Lord. They're serving us through communion and other ordinances. They're available for you on Sunday mornings during times of response. If you need prayer for a particular area and aspect of your life, our prayer volunteers really matter. The, 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 they do spiritual warfare in so many ways for us before we walk in here 
on Sunday mornings. And as we're meeting together, there are people sitting in this room this morning that are praying for us and praying for the service, that they're praying for you. Maybe they've never met you, but they're praying for you. Our prayer volunteers really, really matter. Lastly, we have kids volunteers. Uh, This is super fun. Uh, I was really excited. Uh, I think we are just in the best season of kids ministry here at ICC. It's been so fun over the past couple years to go from, I feel like we were trying to figure out kids for so long and we only had Perry, God bless him. And I don't know, Ching Hong, you know, you remember those days. Um, But God's brought so many kids into our church in this last season. I can tell you, honestly, We are not just babysitting your children on Sunday morning. Your children are being prayed over and they are being discipled in the Bible and they are being taught that Jesus loves them and that they can love Jesus. That is amazing that we have kids volunteers that are committed to reading the word ahead of time before they come in on Sunday morning so that they can help put together a lesson to disciple our children. They're also sitting back in the baby room and they're holding some of us, the crying babies that, uh, that might be back there uh, this morning, loving them, praying over them. They're led to pray over them and encourage them and nurture them and protect them. That's amazing that our church has people that help us worship every Sunday because of how they serve. All these different volunteer areas, they really, really matter. And the greatest thing is we need all of your help. (laughs) So we really need all of your help to serve in these different roles. Our ask is, and as a church, the ask is, will you commit to serve with us one Sunday a month? That's all it is. One Sunday a month in one of four different areas, hospitality, media, prayer, or kids. And we'll have coaches that will help you know what to do. We have people that will do training. If you have never run PowerPoint on a computer before, uh, we have people uh, that will coach you in how to, the proper way of taking care of kids and uh, discipling and those things. And, uh, but we really need you. So like, I, I don't say that to say like, to just make an ask for a program, like having Sunday volunteers helps us worship. It helps promote with hospitality, it helps promote genuine love towards others. With media, it helps promote joyful worship. With uh, prayer, it helps promote joyful worship, genuine love towards others. Deep satisfaction in Jesus and the fact that we can come in here knowing that we've been bathed in prayer, that people are going on the offense for us for the struggles that we might walk into this room with. With our kids' volunteers, our children are being discipled into that biblical vision of becoming joyful worshipers, and genuine lovers for others. Serving one Sunday a month really helps promote worship within this church, no matter what that role is. And, and maybe you've served with us for a couple of years and you haven't ever thought about it that way, but I, I, I think it's important to spiritualize the reality of what serving means because what we know is when we worship together, it leads us to serve one another. And when we serve one another, it leads to kingdom growth. I want to make a transition this morning. Instead of you continuing to hear from me about Sunday volunteers, I want to ask for our, we've got a panel of Sunday volunteers. Come on down. I've always wanted to do that in a mic. So just got to fulfill that. Um, Yeah. Evan, Joanna. Who are you? Yeah, Miss Sandra. Awesome. Anthony, where are you at? There you are. Awesome. If y'all come down, take a seat. I want y'all to take a minute and just hear from these folks who have said yes in this last season to mattering. They have said yes. Do you need help? Got it. They have said yes to volunteering with us and committing to serve so that we 
can experience greater worship in this church. So will y'all take a second and just go down the line and introduce yourselves and uh, what area you serve in and what Sunday you serve on. So I'm starting. Oh, I'm Sandra DeHart. Um, I'm married to Tom. He also volunteers to be a greeter. I've been serving uh, with the children. It's not on. There you oh, go. Yep. hi. <laughs> I've been serving with children for a lot of years, and it's wonderful. Do you want me to go ahead and talk about it, or just no? What Sunday do you serve on? I serve the first Sunday of the month. First Sunday of the month, blue team. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Thank yes. you, Sandra. Okay. Hey, I'm Evan Hare, um, and I do hospitality, <laughs> and this is my week, so I'm on the red team. Um, so I'm a medical student as well, and so I've been able to balance that pretty easily with time and everything. So, My name is Anthony Jordan. Um, I volunteer first Sunday, third Sunday, if there happens to be an extra Sunday, <laughs> or whenever Robbie calls me and tells me That's to true. do something. That's true. Um, I pretty much do it. Um, I work in the media area. Um, as a basically a logistics coordinator uh, per se for Sunday mornings, um, and I've actually had the pleasure of leading a volunteer hospitality team. Um, been on the financial team. Um, only thing I haven't done is kids, um, <laughs> so I'm avoiding that. It's coming. It's coming, right? But unfortunately, it's coming in about. You're going to really appreciate our kids volunteers in a couple of weeks. True story. Sure. Thank yeah. you for everyone who volunteers back there with kids. <laughs> I'm Joanna. Um, I serve at the prayer team and kids team and sometimes greeting. Uh, just wherever it needs me, I'll be there. Mostly right now, I think Robbie wants me to talk about prayer. And I serve on the fourth Sunday. Joanna, did you say your new last name? Oh, the I'm first? Joanna Wheeler. Oh, first time. First time in public. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to start off... Uh, Ms. Sandra, uh, if you would just speak to us a little bit. You and Tom have been members of ICC for how long? About eight years? Gosh. About eight years, yes. That's amazing. I know. We, we think it's amazing, too. Yeah. Y'all have been a part of the church when we had uh, literally one or two kids. Right. And uh, served in kids with right. kids there. Yes. And then you guys were away for a season, and now we're back. Now we're back. And y'all are serving, and y- we have like 40 kids now. So it's like <laughs> really different. But you're, you it still is. said yes. It, yes, I did. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about what, just why you sure. want to serve with kids and sure. the heart God's given you? There? I'd be glad to. And excuse me for having my water, but um, I have like a scratchy throat today. I just want to say three things about volunteering with the children. It's fun. It's structured, and it's God-inspired. If you feel comfortable being with the little babies, um, they're so sweet, and you have to practice your lullabies and jingle bells. If you can't remember the words, just sing the melody, and they, they will connect with you. They love that. If you would feel more comfortable serving in the uh, preschool room, Uh, They love hugs. They want to give hugs and get hugs back. And they also love to talk about Star Wars. So you need to work on all the facts about Star Wars. And (laughs) I don't know that much about Star Wars. Um, If you would feel more comfortable with elementary, then bring a pad and a pencil because you will be taking notes. (laughs) They know everything. If you read a Bible verse that mentions a country, 
they can show you where it is on the map. I cannot. <laughs> um, I did want to say that if you don't feel that you can volunteer once a month, volunteer once every three months. They just need consistency. Somebody that will be there and, and love the children and love being with the children, which I really do. I'm going to share something with you. Uh, and I do want to bring up Katie and Aaron because they... They prepare you. Nobody wants to volunteer somewhere where there's not a structure. Yeah. You want to know what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it, and they have got you covered. Uh, this is something that... Um, oh, I thought of one more thing I want to say about the babies. You know, we've been talking about connect, making connections with our church family and um, our family in neighborhood. When the little babies learn to crawl, they crawl towards each other. They want to make a connection. They want to have somebody there that they know. I'm going to share a story that uh, somebody told me years ago because it's true. If, if you are ever asked a question by a child that you don't feel comfortable giving them an answer, always say, you need to ask your parents. <laughs> well, what happened was this little boy asked me a question that I did not feel comfortable answering and I said, you know, you need to ask your parents. And he said, I did. And they told me to ask my Sunday school teacher. <laughs> so be prepared. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Evan, yeah, we'll just keep, keep going down the line. Thank you, Miss Sandra. Evan, um, so you just came in ICC a couple years ago as a fledgling M1. Just new city, new place, new people. Uh, what about the spirit of this church when you came into it? Uh, makes a difference with how you choose to serve now. Um, yeah, so I'm from Nashville originally, um, and then went to school in Jackson, and then came to Memphis for med school. Um, and the biggest thing that I saw when I came to ICC, this is the first church I visited, um, and it just, I stuck around. Awesome. Um, but the biggest thing for me was the community, or one of the biggest things. Um, like walking in the door, like having somebody shake your hand, say hi, smile. Um, and then like having Robbie after a few weeks, like come up and give me a big hug, like knowing who I was, um, and having people who like sought me out and said, Hey, you want to go to, to lunch with us? Um, like Keith and Leah mm. and then having other people like Pat, um, like ask me and pursue me to get involved with small groups. Um, and cause coming in, I thought I wouldn't have any time to do anything. I had kind of written off the last four years as like time when I would be in school all the time. Mm. Um, but just having um, people who, who recognized me when I came out on Sundays, because I've been going to big churches for my whole life. Um, so having people recognize me when I come in or know when I hadn't come to church mm-hmm. the week before. Um, and that just really made a big impact on me, like having seeing the community that people had here. Um, and that was definitely something that I've been praying about a lot. I wanted to get involved with the church that I could really get invested in and have people invest in me. Um, and so just the community was the biggest thing for me. And then as far as volunteering, um, I just kind of wanted to, to give back in that area because I felt like that was a huge important thing for me, important thing for a lot of students coming in um, who come in maybe knowing like nobody or one or two people um, when they moved to Memphis um, and wanting to get involved um, and to be uh, invested in um, by, by a church. Um, and so that was something that I found at ICC that I think we, we do really, really well here. But I think... Um, the hospitality, being involved in the hospitality team has just given me another avenue to, to get to know people, to shake people's hands as they walk in the door. To um, We have people who can get help people get connected on the, all the different ways you can get connected here, um, with it, whether it's volunteering in the city or getting involved in small groups. Um, there's so many different 
just ways that you can help people invest um, during their time in Memphis. Mm. So, yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Anthony, uh, you just said you've done a lot of roles in media, a lot of different things. Uh, But just for you personally, like, how has serving in media changed your experience of worship here on Sundays at ICC? Honestly, I think it's brought me closer uh, to Mm -hmm. worship. Um, You know, everyone connects on Sunday mornings in just a little bit different way. Some people um, can do it just by, you know, hearing the word or somebody can, um, you know, just have a, um, someone pulled them to the side in a prayer. Um, but, you know, some people connect by just the songs that we sing. Mm. Um, the songs really understanding the meaning of the words that come out mm. of the songs. Um, and being involved um, in that just brings you a little bit closer. Um, you know, I get to listen to the songs before they're even sung. So, um, you know, when I, I guess I did a short stint of playing in the band. And so, you know, really diving into the songs and listening to them and, and feeling that gives you just a different connection um, than just, you know, hearing Barrett preach on Sunday, although he's a great pastor and preaches great messages. Barrett, if you're listening, I love you. Um, but he also, you know, hearing Robbie sing um, and just seeing the passion that you put into it um, and just knowing that being in media, you're involved uh, with that. Um, you're kind of the unseen child because you're not, you know, on the stage and the lights. Um, but what you do uh, really does matter on a Sunday. It's mm, awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Joanna, hey, down there. Um, so anybody that knows you knows that you have a huge passion for prayer and a gift for prayer. What, why do you think prayer is so, like, crucial, essential to our times of worship together? And how does that motivate you as a prayer volunteer to pray for our church as we gather together? Well, uh, just a little background. When I, I got saved when I was in China, and I had a lot of missionary friends that helped me. And I remember when I was not a Christian, they already offered to pray with me. And that just made me feel because I, I have friends, my, my grandma, I believe in Buddhism, and I know she will say, I pray for you every day. And so when my Christian friends told me they are praying for me and they are praying with me, I just realized the powerful prayer, that how, prayer how powerful the prayer is. And also after I came here, I have really good friends that Three of us will always pray together when we have needs, and we will share our prayer requests, and we will really gather together and really value the power of prayers. And so, and that's also another thing is when I was in China, uh, when we have big gatherings together, uh, like a Bible study, like somebody, some preacher come to our uh, sacred church, and they will do teach us, and we will always have some volunteers downstairs uh, praying like they will sacrifice the privilege to listen to the teaching they will go downstairs and just be prayers like praying all day when everybody's learning about the bible so that just really something we had i had uh so when i came here uh i know there are people praying for our service but i just i know like when we have prayer requests we can submit it to our pastors like in the very beginning, every time when I have small prayer requests, I'll say, Barrett, I need prayer. So, uh, so uh, one day I remember I was talking to Kara about having prayer volunteers. And, like, I want to have somebody, a team of people that can pray for our members. And then I, we told Robbie about it. And then Robbie said, actually, Chong Hong and Laura told me about this, too. So we decided, why not? We can start a team and 
be the prayer volunteers for people uh, in ICC. And so, and I know that our small group leaders, they also take prayer requests and they will also tell our pastors and the prayer team to pray for their specific prayer requests. So I think um, just like when God said, when two or three gather together in my name, uh, there am I with them. Yeah, so I just really believe the power of prayer. And I think uh, same wise, when I come here for Sunday, uh, it's a time to worship. And the enemy doesn't want us to worship mm. him and to worship God. So uh, they will always have like sound problem, <laughs> toilet paper problem, and other stuff. So, uh, so, just, so just like we have uh, wrestle against, not against not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces in the heavenly places. So I really uh, think for, as prayer, prayer volunteers, we, we, we create a, a sacred place for just to support, more like a background supporter uh, in the back room and praying or in the service, praying for the service and praying for kids, all the different kinds of volunteers. It's like a glue, gluing everything together. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, just really quick, maybe Anthony, you want to start? And uh, I would love for y'all just really briefly, maybe to just share why you think it matters to be a volunteer in your particular area of serving. Um, number one, actually, i probably give you like two things. Number one, it helps Robbie. Um, <laughs> I've I've, that's my. It does that's, help our leadership. It, it, I mean, that it really does, does help yeah, our leadership. You know, yeah. Robbie. You know, if everyone before, I guess you can say, a couple of months ago, if you came into church on Sunday, Robbie was always running back and forth, whether it be getting toilet paper for the bathrooms or trying to make sure. So that, much toilet paper conversation <laughs> today. It's really. It's not that big of an issue. We we've usually got we do have toilet paper. So, yeah, we do have toilet paper, yeah. or making sure that there's coffee made, or making sure that. You know, there's someone putting the flags out in the front, and it really disconnected Robbie from what he mm-hmm. is called to do, and that's to lead our church in worship on Sundays, and really a gift that God's given him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think of kind of all volunteers is it really does free up our leadership to really do what they're called to do mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. Um, and so, for me, that that's one of the main reasons why I volunteer um, is, A, because I just... I love doing media. That's, it's my passion. I feel like it's a gift that God gave me to be able to, you know, hear music and to be able to, to function those type of things. But my main thing is really just to relieve some of the stresses off of Robbie and Barrett mm-hmm. to be able to um, do what God's given them the gift to mm-hmm. do on Sundays. Thank you. Yeah. Evan, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think mine kind of follows up on what I said before. It's just like a great way um, to be the hands and feet of Christ mm-hmm. as people walk in the door um, to greet people with a warm smile um, and help them be plugged in, help them know what ICC is about. Because it's really easy to walk into church and then walk out of church and not meet anybody that you, that you can make a connection with. Um, and then it may have been an opportunity for them to, to really grow in that church over the next few years. But if they walk in and with walk out and don't, don't talk to someone or don't make a connection or don't get to know someone, then um, don't know what, 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 yeah. what could have happened. Um, also, we uh, got to go through the cinnamon roll line twice before anybody else got here last week. So <laughs> that's definitely a the plus. The perks. The perks. Um, but yeah, no, and just like getting to, to meet a lot of people as I walk in the door has been definitely an awesome experience for me. So, awesome. Awesome. 
decision. I want to say that we've been studying how do we make a connection uh, with the members and the visitors and everybody that's here on Sunday morning. And if you're with the children, you, you will make so many connections with them. They will not forget you. And they love each other. That's their little church there. And we want to help them have the best day they can. And they love hugs. They love giving hugs. They like having hugs. So um, I just hope that you will consider maybe uh, volunteering to be with them. And bring a friend because you'll both have an unforgettable day. Thank you. Awesome. Joanna, sorry. Have your fun. Last but not the least, right? <laughs> um, so for me personally, it's really, uh, first, I really value the power of prayer. And second, because I receive that from other people. Mm. And I remember long, long, long time ago, Barry always asked, he still does that. He would say, if you need any prayer, you can come to the front and I'll pray for you. And I remember sometimes... I don't know how you feel, but sometimes the message and the worship does speak to you. And in your heart, you do feel like I, did, I do feel this stirring motion in my heart. So I need someone to pray with me. And so that's why I think having our prayer volunteers is really to encourage people who, to acknowledge the, the Holy Spirit stirring your heart and to acknowledge that God is speaking to you. And uh, having somebody to talk to you, to pray for you, is really, really to have direct access, like the direct signal to God. And I think that's really valuable. And also, one thing is, uh, we know that our pastor, our leader team, pray for us. Then who, who pray for them? So sometimes I just feel we want to pray for our leaders. We want to pray for our pastors because they are giving out all the time and they do need somebody to give to them as well so i think that's like a gift we can give to them the best gift ever um, for them to receive just to pray say prayers over them to protect them and to encourage them to continue do the kingdom work so awesome awesome let's give them a hand thank you all so much awesome well I wanted y'all to hear from them. Uh, our heart th- this morning is really just as we respond to the Lord first. I hope that you'll respond uh, just based on if we break down that worship uh, statement um, that you do have deep satisfaction in the Lord this morning in your heart, uh, that you have come into relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, that you have trusted on him for forgiveness of sins, and you do cherish deeply that relationship. Uh, that's my greatest desire. That's the greatest desire of every believer in here. If you don't know Jesus, scripture says today is the day of salvation. Uh, I want to encourage you. I'd love to speak to you during the response time. You can talk with one of our prayer volunteers who will be standing at the back doors uh, today uh, during response time as well. Uh, but I, I really hope that God is speaking to you this morning about more than just being a receiver, but about being a server. But it starts with deep satisfaction that overflows in our life to genuine or to joyful worship, joyful celebration of Jesus, and then genuine love of others. 
And that output of that for us on Sunday mornings really looks like choosing to serve with us once a month in one of these different roles. Um, God has gifted you in unique ways that would make you incredibly valuable to these teams. And uh, this church needs you. It needs every one of us to say yes. If you're saying, hey, I can't commit to once a month, then just sign up and we'll figure out how to plug you in. If you're a resident or if you're a firefighter or if you're on a crazy schedule, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to help you serve. But today, I'm asking you to ask God to give you a heart that says yes. And so as we respond, let's take a few minutes and just speak to the Lord about where he's calling us to serve, what he's calling us to do this year, to love others, to serve together, so that as we worship together and as we serve together, we'll continue to see the Lord expand this church, expand the body, and we'll see real kingdom growth. On the app in, uh, in your seats, Ali talked to you about downloading this today. There's an opportunity if you go ahead and open it up, just on the home screen, it looks just like that. The first button on there says Sunday Volunteer Signups. Just click it, open it up. You'll have a bunch of different options there to sign up for, and then within it, options for particular Sundays of the month to sign up for. As you respond to the Lord this morning, as he speaks to you, my encouragement is do this. Go ahead and sign up to serve. Go ahead and say, yes, I'm in. I'm ready to serve. If you don't have the app on your phone, there's opportunity after the service today when you leave right by the exiting doors to go ahead and sign up to serve on one of these four teams. And you'll get connected with the captain and it's just gonna be great. I promise it's gonna be one of the most fun things. You'll experience more joy in your own personal worship as you serve one another in the body. So this morning, let's just spend a little bit of time praying together, just asking the Lord what commitment he's asking us to make Is it new relationship? Is it becoming a worshiper? Is it valuing and realizing that Sundays matter? The Sabbath actually matters to the Lord. My involvement in a local body matters to the Lord. And serving the body matters to the Lord. So wherever you're at in that, just ask you to ask God to say, help me, help me be able to say yes, take the next step what you're calling me to, to serving God, your church in this next season. Just pray now.